Welcome to the Spiritual Artist Podcast. This is Chris Miller. I invite you to join me as I interview artists from a variety of disciplines. We'll share powerful stories and lessons learned while making their art. Good day. This is Chris Miller with the Spiritual Artist Podcast. I'm excited with today's guest. As you know, I always find people that um, motivate me and bring me a great thought. And so um, we're going to jump in with Miriam Thiel. She is a conscious business and life coach who helps women entrepreneurs connect the dots to feel good about marketing and sales conversations without giving up on integrity. So um, good morning, Miriam. How are you? Good morning. Oh, I'm fine. How about you? <laughs> I realize, of course, it's probably um, uh, Miriam is in Switzerland, uh, and it's yeah. probably not morning there, is it? Is it? Uh... No, it's nine p.m. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! Well, hey, you... good night. <laughs> well, you know, Miriam, I just I'm so excited to talk to you, and I want to share this with my listeners. I I usually, even in my book, I try to speak on issues that are universal, and when you approached me with, with your concept, because you focus on issues that are, are uh, more prevalent, not always, but more prevalent with women, right? Right. Um, because um, I think when we talk about sales or marketing, it's often that it's, when we think about salespeople, it's what comes to mind. It's it's a man and he, they might be a little pushy and very assertive. And those are not really ways women like to present to be likable. And yeah, it's it's not the way we think women should behave in ways of society. Well, they should, but <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So I I um I think you're right. I, I I wanted to tell the listeners that I was just just helping a friend of mine. She is putting up a show, um, and I helped her hang some art. It's a it's a show for an organization in Dallas, and I was working with some other women, and I was telling them about I'm going to do a podcast this afternoon, and I said it's about how challenging it can be for women because they they're almost encouraged to, to or disencouraged to embrace skills that are considered sales-like. And boy, what a trigger, right? These yeah. women, they, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And they, they resonated. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps because they, they totally were like, oh, I want to hear that podcast. And so I'm excited for you to talk about this because they were like, yes, it's almost like you're shamed. There's a, there's a shame issue. Yeah, it's I I call it actually the sales shame. Um, it's it's funny, but it's true. It's kind of if you self promote or sell something, it's something maybe because we have um, bad experiences ourselves. But it's this being seen and being well, um, not only be of service. It's about well, I have something buy it, buy it, or like being this maybe manipulative person. And often sales can be very predatory. And um, usually women are more um, conditioned to be helpful, be supportive, to be, well, caring and often feels 
sales isn't that way. It's like it's part of business, but it's it feels not um, that you um, that is beneficial for someone, even when we do, when we sell art or it's so beautiful, we, we all like to buy those things. But it's, if we are the seller, it can be so, so challenging because we, we think we do harm in a way to, we push something to the other person and we make them maybe something they don't want to do. And so that, and that in itself, so I'm going to put a little bookmark right here real quick and just mention to my male listeners, um, there is a universality to these issues. We all have traits that we've been encouraged through our, our consciousness of society around us. And so hang in and listen to this, all the male listeners, because there is something you can learn too and things in your own personality that maybe you weren't encouraged. I'm going to flip it real quick. Uh, a man might not be encouraged to listen. <laughs> that is true. So, totally. Yeah. So tell me, I, I, it's funny, when I was talking to these women, they immediately were like, oh, I get shamed. They said, I have had people, I'll send out a newsletter and someone will write back. And it's kind of like a hidden shame. They'll say, oh, how nice, which you're so brave to share this with the world, right? Yeah, it's maybe because we, yeah, we put ourselves in the spotlight and it's like, oh, she gets, and sometimes we get praised for it, how confident we are, or, or sometimes we get said, oh, she's so bossy. Even then we are, men are only assertive, but women are bossy. Right. The, so same, the same trait is, is positive yeah. for a man and negative for a woman. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think, yeah, often, um, well, and it can be just beautiful because like you said, active listening is, is such a immense rate value you bring in a sales conversation. And yes, men, well, they're, society uh like in society men are more well the doers and talkers mm -hmm. and not the person who's listening so they they and in sales behavior it's like men give you all the the features and logical things like and women are more the empathic people who well care and if you care for someone and um i'm more in the helping space so it's kind of Sometimes it can feel that um, this person shouldn't be needed to pay for help. And that can uh, be very, um, yeah, feel, yeah, trigger shame and guilt for, well, that we take money for that or, yeah. So how do you tell, how do you encourage women to acknowledge that they're bringing value to someone's life? How, how do you do that? Um, I do it with mindset in a way to, well, I ask you questions and you need to write it down, but I do also breath work. Um, so it's more um, somatic work. So it's deep in the body. Um, so it's it's a mix what I do, but um, because I believe knowing is not um, integration. And I'm a person, I, I'm deep in my head. I know a lot of things. I know that um, 
sales in a way isn't a bad thing, but still I, I behave. I have um, sometimes unconscious triggers or, yeah, and I need to figure it out why we might know, oh, I shouldn't eat that cake. But still, we do it. Right. <laughs> so, right. and that is the same um, in business uh, in a way we we have unconscious pattern. We we know things, but we behave still differently. So so, so would you tell? Is it's it's about being more self aware, I guess, right? Of- absolutely, yes. That is absolutely first step to recognize your thoughts when things you might feel uncomfortable with. That you know, oh, what's going on in my body? Where? What feelings do I feel? What thoughts do I I think? Because all these things be, um, trigger behavior. And um, sometimes we procrastinate um, because we just want to do things. Or at the, um, in the beginning of my business, I, well, I focused on social media marketing because everybody told you you need to be on social media. But I avoided sales because I, I was so scared to be on sales calls with people because I felt it's so, so manipulative. And um, and I learned a way that was manipulative. So it's it's kind of um, in the training, the sales training, I had, it was kind of high pressure. So, and I hated it. Oh, yeah. Um, so do you so, have to, did you have to learn a different way to sell yourself? I mean- yeah. Yeah, I... I um, I really said, no, that's not how I like to do it. I can't do it. I I can't be on a on a um on I don't have conversations with people that way. I I um my one of my core values is transparency and honesty. <laughs> and I can't well work that way. So and I, I said, okay, I'm I'm trying totally different. Um being honest, I I'm very upfront with pricing before I learned that you shouldn't have your pricing on your website, something like that. And it's, it still blows my mind how people not show how much um, something costs. It's, that is really, I think that's manipulative. And um it is. It is. I, I've had that conversation with artists too. They're, they're like, should I show my prices in the booth? Or not, and I I always feel like putting a price out is is more. It lets people know where they're at, you know. If because yeah. right away someone knows, can I afford this or not? And they're not. The you're same. not going to talk them into it, right? You're not going to hide the price, and then if they like it enough, talk. You know, I agree with you. It's it's interesting. So so I noticed on your website, and it sounds like that's what you've done is you've taken your own personal journey, which is what I do, and used it. So you consider yourself an introvert, right? Or, or do you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, I do. Um, I'm. I made the Maya Briggs uh, personality test, and uh, my you... introvert. Yeah, and my introvert trait is, I think, ninety thirty percent. So. Oh really? Um, yeah, it's pretty high, but still, um, I well, I consider myself an introvert, but um, often when people think about introverts, that they are shy. And um, and that is not really what introversion is. Um, it can come with um, shyness, but 
it's more that we need we get easily overstimulated and we need breaks so it's to to rest and fill our social cup again and i i really learned how well like having one-on-one conversations i really enjoyed that um and in the coaching business people tell you you need to have group coachings and uh, it's something yeah because it's it's your time is better you can get more money out of group coachings because um you have more people on it and i know it's funny it's, Every, it's always money yeah. money 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 instead of who you are right yeah sometimes it is what when you need to make more money to well um in your business to pay your bills um and well sometimes we don't want to um work all the day long which i'm totally for but I'm a person, I, I like this one-on-one. It's, it's, I'm for deep conversations and I like to have this, um, this bond building with people. And it's something that I pretty much enjoy. And I know many introverts, are, they have great listeners. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I um, found out something in, that, that was a learning stage for me, um, the power of listening. Mm-hmm. And I realized, so I was like you, I was trained to, you know, my father was in sales. And so when I was going to college, I was pushed towards sales, not art, but sales. And um, I didn't like sales by itself, but um, I, so I would go out and I would take people to lunch for years and I would sit down across from them and immediately it was like, what kind of, what do you need? What can I give you? How much, you know, I just really, I immediately would jump into the push, push. What can I sell you? Well, when I started writing this book, I started experimenting with listening. And I would go, I started trying just to go, and I I recommend this to the listeners too, the listeners of this listening, but um, take people to, I would take people to lunch. And then I stopped, I stopped with any sort of motivation on my side. I just decided I was going to know as much as I could about that person. And let them talk. And we would talk about their children and their car and their house and what they love. And, and I kid you not, the funny thing was, at the end of the conversation, suddenly they would say, oh, I have this project. Can you do it? <laughs> and it, it, it was like an afterthought. I mean, literally in the last 10 minutes of the lunch, suddenly I would get a sale. But it wasn't because I forced it. I just let yeah. listening is actually a better superpower than than that pushing what you need. And so really women yeah. have an advantage. I think that too. I think if you this empathy um and that you care what the other per, uh, person is saying and really listening um this is very valuable and I think this is something that women should be embraced and um, as something that is a really a superpower. Um, It makes people, um, they start to trust you. They start to enjoy you. They feel heard um, and seen. And this is something everybody um, likes. We, We all want to be seen and heard and understood. And this is how you can help them that way. And for me, it's like I approach sales conversations 
today, I'm, I'm excited to meet a new person to, um, and I, sure, I, I need to make money in my business, but it's, I, I really want to create the space to, for them to say no, and for myself as well, because I think it's very important to have these boundaries that you don't need to um, work with everybody. Um, and um, this is something that is um, very, very powerful not to go into something like a sale that uh, conversation that you need to sell this desperation. I, I need to make you buy my offer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because they, I think that it pushes them away rather than bring yeah. them close. And you yeah. said something there about creating that space. And I think you had talked to me about that before about creating a space in the, in, and what do you mean by that? Like in a, in the conversation or in yourself? Um, both. It's kind of, it's, I think something this starts uh, before every conversation that you need to, or that you feel imbalanced with yourself. Um, if you are go um, into a conversation with um, fear or being, well, sometimes nervousness is normal, but um, if you feel fearful, you, 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 um, people feel that um, many people are empathic. So they, edge up on that and they are afraid themselves then and making space in yourself for being balanced to be um much more calm it helps you to think better for example if you are nervous um if i'm nervous i don't find the right words so um this is the space inside of myself to to allow myself maybe not be that I'm present, but I'm showing up as my true self. And sometimes I'm nervous. So sure. Um, but sometimes I say, oh, okay, I forgot something or I, I need to um, find the red thread we talked about again. So um, being vulnerable in a way, but also to open that, um, give permission the other person to feel that same to open up and being authentic in a way and talk about when someone comes into a sales conversation they usually have a problem if we work with a business it's often that not that um vulnerability uh thing but um if we talk with people um i i started as a parenting coach so it's can oh, yeah. be very um they the people have very um problems that are they impact their lives and it's sometimes yeah it can be shameful to talk about that and open that space to to talk about how people feel and what they need um is important in in when we talk about sales so so it kind of expects it reminds me of, of Brene Brown. You know, she talks about yeah. vulnerability a lot. And, yeah. And how when you go into the <laughs> someone you like a lot. Uh, yeah. get, when you go into those when you go into a conversation, being willing to be uh, vulnerable. See that that's yeah. another trait that's not encouraged necessarily for men. Yeah, I know. That right? is and and caring. I remember I we lived in the U.S. and. Um, I was um, at the playground with my son 
and there were many other kids and there was a little boy and he walked to a girl um, and she had a, a doll and he wanted to play with the doll. And um, the mom came and said, you can't play with the doll. That's not for boys. Oh. So, and it broke my heart because it's not that men don't care. They do, but they are encouraged not to do. And um, I think, I believe if it's a lot of conditioning, men can be great listeners. It's, it's a skill you can learn. And yeah. same for women, we can be more assertive, um, but sometimes it's, it feels it feels hard because people look and you you need to feel confident enough to be yourself and to want that. You know, it's funny because when I was talking to this woman before this interview, um, one of them, of course, she said, I, I don't have a problem with being uh, assertive, but the other one did. And, and she said, but the funny thing is when I am assertive, she says, sometimes I get, I'll get negative, like passive aggressive feedback from other women. Other Mm -hmm. women sometimes are the hardest on you. The men are like, oh, good. She, you know, but other women, she said. That's true. Um, I, I'm a little bit in social, um, how women or how people are um, conditioned and it's a, we live in systems and um, women are keeping the system alive as much as everybody else. And I grew up with a um, grandma. She was, she was terrible. I, in a way, <laughs> she, she really said, men are much better than women and you need to serve men. So she was very, uh, uh. yeah. So, and this is something that is deep, deep ingrained. And well, it keeps up um, the system we live in. And women are a lot of much stricter. And well, they they are the ones who tell you behave in a certain way or think about, well, it, when a, a woman has a daughter, how they dress her, how you talk um if you have a girl or a girl gets said, oh, you're so beautiful. You have a beautiful dress. Um, and this is all going on. So it's women keep other women in their place. If yeah. we are not conscious about it and, well, stand up for ourselves and um, maybe calling it out to, well. Uh, that's the, a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, scary. it is. It is. And it takes sometimes a lot of God to stand up and say, oh, no. But often we we stay in the place we are because it's we want to belong. We want to be part of a group and not being, well, the outsider. And so I noticed like in your description, uh, you say you're a conscious business and life coach. It's about mm-hmm. being conscious or even self-conscious of who you are and and. and, and I love to th- I love to think with belief systems is you know people don't realize a, a belief system is just another tool, and we have the choice to take that tool down and say is this serving me right is yeah is this serving me and is it getting me where I want to be and you can say I don't you know I was raised so um, I was raised Catholic and I always tell people that Catholics are raised to take care of everybody else in the room first. Like literally everybody, is everybody happy? Is everybody, I can have my 
foot cut off and be bleeding. But if everybody's happy and everybody has something to drink and it's taken me a while to realize it's, and I still, I'm in, you know, I'm in my fifth, you know, and it still takes me a while to realize, to take those steps and say, no, this is who I am. This is, this is who I am. And I, I, I just left a, a corporate position and decided to put all my, all my energy into my own art, selling my art. And I have to tell you all my life, it's, I've, I've been a salesperson, but I've sold other people's things. And it's like, in my mind, it's okay for me to brag about your, your teachings and your coaching. It's okay for me to talk about another artist, but for me to talk about my own art, oh, right? How vain, yeah. how, how self, <laughs> how, what a narcissist I am, right? Yeah, right. It's, oh, look at me. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. And so it's, 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 and it's scary moving out there, right? It's scary to go against it. And there are people that will send me a snarky little, oh, I see you're sending a newsletter out with more art or whatever, you know. Uh, I think it is, it's being conscious, a conscious business person. It's a challenge. Yeah. And it's, I think um, often when we, we think about business, it's often just the logic, give me all the tools and the strategies but often it just doesn't work. And um, that's what I said. And, and you know things, but it's not integrated because they're obstacles. And um, yeah, like we we think maybe we're people pleasers. Um, oh, grew yeah. up in a family, yeah. And I, I can totally relate to, well, my family wasn't Catholic, but they were <laughs> evangelists. So... And totally the same, um, but men were allowed to, well, rest and women worked for them. <laughs> <laughs> but totally altruistic and yeah, everybody else first. Um, so lost my train. No, but I was thinking how, you know, for a listener, when you're thinking about this, you know, I always like to say to the listener, do you, do you let yourself be first? You know, do you ever take care of yourself? And even if you hear that, is someone at online cringing? Oh, no, you know, oh, right? Because there's yeah. that react. You can feel it in your body, right? Mm -hmm. It feels so uncomfortable. Um, and that is being recognized, that feeling, and maybe asking, where is it coming from? Why do I feel that way? And maybe... Do I hear some voices um, talking to me? And whose voices are those? And really feeling into that and unlayering that and um, deciding that um, they might ser have served you in the past, but it's time to move on with something new and reframe that and making yeah the space for something new and letting go of maybe the pain you have felt in the past about that. So because, do you have, I, you mentioned breath work. Yeah. Um, do you teach certain breathing exercises? Is that part of your me a meditation? Or? Um, I do only one breathing pattern. Um, it's, um, I le learned revelation breath work. Um, and that is a guided meditation that is uh, with music. It, it goes between 10 and 60 or longer minutes. 
Um, and it has an active breathing part uh, where you, it's a pretty simple breathing technique, but it's not relaxing. Um, like the, maybe the meditations we usually think um, sit down and, but this one you lay down and it's um, only through the mouth. So it's very active. It's like more sports running. Yeah. And it's helping to, well, shut down your brain. So usually your brain is in in control and on control of your thoughts and it doesn't want to uh, be shut out. Um, So you can sit with yourself. And as someone who's, I'm not good with meditation because my my brain is very active. Um, So, um, and this helps to, well, really say, okay, brain, be quiet. There's more, there's something deeper and maybe like the pain we felt when we were younger because we were not allowed to behave in a way we liked or we were we we needed to serve anybody else first um so yeah there was maybe not the space for us to be who we are and um this is very helpful to feel that what's because um, pain is stored in the body. Um, there's a, a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, oh, it's really? about trauma. Mm-hmm. It's, the it's amazing. The Body Keeps the Score. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm really into uh, this body too, because actually I have yeah. a podcast lined up in the future where someone's using the body for, find, I believe it or not, for money issues. But yeah. I, I'm finding more and more people are realizing that not just your mind, but you're bringing your body. Yeah, the somatic yeah. work. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you say active, um, I think that's what you said, active breathing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just in case people don't know that term, I do yin, but active is when you're aware of it, right? You're consciously controlling it. Is that what you would say yeah. active is? Yeah, it, like, it means um, you say how you breathe and it's mouth breathing. So it's not nose breathing for, let's say, 30 minutes or more. And, and do, do they um, set it? Do you have them set an intention or, or how, how? Yeah, they should. Um, but sometimes I, well, it's, I, the way I do it, it's with music. Mm-hmm. And um, so it has a pay, it has a beat. A, so it can be, sometimes I choose the play, um, the, the playlist. So, and sometimes I try to work certain emotions like, let's say it's a breath work for releasing sadness um, or well being um, joyful as well, because some people it's hard for them to, to feel joy, to enjoy life. Um, um, So this can be, I can evoke emotions. And I often ask people, what are your favorite songs um, you feel emotional about? So I can really tap into that um, and help to, to, or anger. Anger is, um, many people have anger issues. They, men are more um, open and having anger and uh, women ha- have repressed anger. <laughs> so and you need to, you need to, yeah, you need to get it yeah. out or it'll hurt your body, yeah. right? It'll come out. And that is illness. something, yeah. And that helps to, well, move energy out of your body and really feel what's going on. So, so do you do um, this? So it sounds wonderful because it sounds like you, you're really personalizing that for each 
each person. Yes. Um, in my, if I do it um, with um, someone, it's um, it's very personalized. It's I talk with them. I ask, um, have a little chat about what's going on. So, um, but sometimes I don't know what they are doing. I have my playlist. If they didn't told me what they like, so they come with their own intentions. And, and do you do this? I do you just, do it? Do you do it online through through yeah. Zoom? Yeah. Okay. I um you can do it in person as well, but well, the pandemic and I I'm very much a a online person, virtual I say, person. An introvert. <laughs> yeah, in a way. And well, I, I have a kid and I it's yeah. sometimes uh just easier. And yes, I'm an introvert and I like being home. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. Yeah. I, I I relate to that. I think a lot of artists relate to being introverts, you know. Yeah. So so you can you 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 do sessions with people online and yeah. it's it's a combination of talking, but also some of this breath work. Um, in coaching, I have coaching package where I do both, but um, you can come to me just to do breath work as well. And I, it's a facilitation. It's so we don't need to talk much. I can just be there and well, hold space for you to, you can feel whatever is there because sometimes it needs just someone around to, to witness um, what is going on for you and to, well, guide you a little bit. Sometimes people don't need guidance. They just want to um, have that accountability to come to you and have, yeah, time to let go because we're all busy people. And if you don't have it in the calendar, you yeah. might don't do it. No, you have to take time for yourself, right? I and mean, yeah. that's part of it is you have to plan and schedule uh self soothe like you have to take care of yourself i always say that creative creativity is you're giving out to the world but you have to put stuff back in right yeah absolutely it's something i love to create it's something i i so much enjoy and i often when i'm in flow i i forget um and time is running and i might don't have eaten and i it's like before i recognized uh, my family isn't home, so no one's remembering me <laughs> to uh -huh. eat. <laughs> and uh. it it was like that. I recognized, oh, it's 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 dark outside, and I I didn't have dinner, <laughs> so it was kind of oh. And so it's some... you know, it's inter it's interesting because as you talk, and even when you talk about breath work, I'm I find myself uh, right. I'm like breathing along, and and I was wondering you know, you talk about being in that state of flow when you're doing the breath work. Um, and I talk about it when I paint, when I paint, I feel like there's some sort of greater power flowing through me. When you do the breath work, do you think that that's kind of your gift? Yeah. And absolutely. I, it's, um, I, um, I enjoyed myself, but I, I love it's, Sometimes um, I know someone who asked me, what is something no one escapes uh, uh, from you without having heard of something? And it, but for me, it's breath work. It's even if it's just business coaching or it's something I, I think it's so, so important and it doesn't work for everybody. It's nothing works for anybody. But um, for me, it's it's very powerful because it's just creating space 
um, for yeah, self-care and feeling and letting go and yeah, joy. Like it's space for feelings you, you might missed out on in life and taking care of yourself. And maybe I I had an, a client and she had a very she she talked to her dead grandma. Oh, really? it, it was very so it it's it can be very spiritual as well. So it, it experiences are very different. Um, but it's it's an opening space to well receive and yeah, fuel yourself up again to give maybe again the creativity out to others and create and yeah did you say there was a it was a there was a name to this technique or or have you kind of evolved it into your own no this um the one i learned um was revelation breathwork revelation um, yeah uh and so that's part of what you offer yeah wow so that that, that sounds pretty pretty neat so people could schedule a, a session with you and do something like that yeah, they can. And so working through that, is that help them get in touch with their belief systems and who they are and letting go and things they might never heard thought about uh, is a problem they have. Sometimes it's you go into a breathwork session, might have an intention, but it's coming out a different way. So it's um, it's really tapping into your unconsciousness and yeah, things you, you might never have thought of um, yourself. And that can be fuel creativity as well, because it, um, it helps to release stuck, um, stuck emotions and stuck feelings. So it's maybe people think about chakras and things and how they are um, blocked and yeah, maybe this is helpful as well. So that's it's it's neat. So it's sort of like a um I think it's just a way of getting in touch with your inner self, your in your your deeper self, right? Yeah. It's you know? it's totally that kind of tool to feel yourself and so, yeah. So if somebody is at home or listening to this, is there some form of that that they can do or do you have something on your website or it, you know what I mean? That they could do before or try it or um, how, how, what would you recommend? Um, you can do breath work yourself. So it's um, maybe the first time it's um, maybe should be guided by someone or going to a class. Um, their breath work facilitators doing classes, group classes. And I think that is a good way to really um get in touch with it but it's not something you need to have you need to do in a group or you can do it yourself um i'm working on creating a record or some recordings for breathwork but i haven't yet so uh-huh. it's on my to-do list um 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 yeah it's something and i encourage my clients to practice them uh it yourself when when you just had one session and you know uh, you can do your own playlist. You can, well, you don't even need music. Um, so. So, so how, what would your biggest piece of advice be for women that are afraid to 
sell sell their own work or 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 step it up like that um how would they process through that um my biggest advice would be um to reframe it as serving that offering value to the world and well i know that's easy said um really sitting down and unpacking what we believe about um, sales. What do we believe about what is a salesperson? And maybe reframe what do we believe is an advisor or, well, um, something like that to, well, reframe um, the position we are in. And selling can be scary, but if we embrace the connection and the relationship with other people and maybe seeing vision have the vision about how for example art can be so wonderful and um joy giving to other people that is something very beautiful and enriching so what i heard there is uh focusing on the connection focusing yeah. on the connection with others yeah um i i i I'm actually going to do a little uh, podcast in the near future about uh, how how to when we when I feel anxious when I feel anxious focusing on people around me helps calm me you know because I think uh, when we feel anxious we're projecting it, it's a it's a me centeredness we're we're so focused on ourselves but by focusing on the people around me it's sort of like you were just talking about focusing on yeah. your breath or focusing on body parts it's putting your mind elsewhere. You know, yeah, and I think that is if you're scared, you're focusing on yourself right. in a sales conversation. And if you focus on the other person and really thinking about how this can be so beautiful and helpful and enriching for them and how you can be connect with them, that is a refrain that makes many people very happy. <laughs> I love it. I think that's exactly the truth of it. And, that, and I think that goes back to my conversations with my lunches. When I started, stopped trying to move myself ahead and started to really listen to the person I was having lunch with, magic happens. Uh, you know, the connection is what you look for. And then what happens with the connection, it's, it's always exciting, right? They'll be like, oh, how about this? But that's not the point of it for me, right? Yeah. So I love that. I love that. That's a great. Uh, is there anything else that we haven't spoken about that you'd like to mention or talk about with your services or what you do or that we missed? Or I think we covered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. You know, I think it's a it's a it's a universal theme, and uh, yeah. and sitting down and that's why I spoke. Sp male listeners and female listeners just sitting down and realize how do i view sales do i do i view it as healthy or pushy do i view it as sharing and helping or do i view it as moving myself ahead and that little that it seems like a little shift right but it's a big shift yeah you know? it's and i think it it's a very beautiful shift um to to be so helpful for others and um yeah having this this connection with other people and having not the 
um, intention to take advantage of someone else. It's not about the sale. It's about the person in front of you and the mm. work you created. That's the quote. That's wonderful. It's not about the sale. It's about the person in front of you. Oh, you did that well. Well, I, I I thank you for joining us on this call. And um, I would like to remind the listeners that they should follow this podcast. They go up there and hit like and follow it. If it's on YouTube, um, you can also follow it there. And in the bio section, I will show you how you can get in touch with Miriam and schedule a session. Or or, or. This is an amazing world, right? I mean, it is. Even, uh, even though you're all the way over there in Zurich, Switzerland or close to Zurich, Switzerland, you can deal with people all over the world that need this kind of assistance. Yeah. yeah. And I really enjoyed that. I lived in California, so it's often, I'm so excited to meet people from the yes. <laughs> so I <laughs> oh. still feel connected um, um, to, well, people from all over the world. I, I really enjoy that. Well, talking to, to different cultures and experiences. So it's, I really enjoy the virtual digital um, experience we can create. It's sometimes internet can be scary, but it can, can be really open doors as well. I agree with you. I think it is. It's, it's amazing that you reach out and find commonality all yeah. across the globe. So well, I thank you for joining me on the show and um, sharing your ideas and sharing these concepts that obviously are, are very rich and, and there's a lot of people that need to hear that message. So thank you for allowing me to talk about that. And thank you for the conversation. You're welcome. You're welcome. So you have a pleasant evening and we'll have a pleasant day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks again. And everybody, thanks for listening to the Spiritual Artist Podcast. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Artist Podcast. Whether you're following the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, make sure you choose the subscribe button so you'll receive new segments when they're released. Plus, check out my new book, The Spiritual Artist, now available on Amazon.com. In the meantime, be still, listen, and know that you are a spiritual artist.